This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer check me, and Barry Rosenfeld. I need to start drinking alcohol. Now go to sleep, we. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined by Betch's co-founder and CEO, Aileen. Hi, Aileen. Welcome back. Hi. I am so... I don't think I've been on this show, Dylan. Have I'm you not? Very, no. I, this is... We tried to make it work, <laughs> but I like always have something, and I'm like, God damn it, I want to talk about the show. I'm a huge Bravo fan. I'm a fan of this podcast, obviously. And wow, wow, wow. I'm pumped. I feel like I've like, is that like the Mandela effect when I just feel like you've like yeah. been? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm your co-host. You didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> the phantom of Aileen is just like in the background on every episode. Um, no, but we have a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Literally like seconds before we got onto this recording, they debuted the Beverly Hills season trailer. I know you have not even had a chance to watch it yet. Um, we will have plenty of time to talk about Beverly Hills. I have a feeling this will not be your last time on this podcast. So um, but this season looks great. Um, what is what is the like? What's the drama this season that you got from the trailer? Um, so like lingering Erica drama for sure. Uh, Garcelle in the trailer tells Erica that um, she can make herself look bad all on her own. Um, <laughs> it looks like Sutton might be clashing with the new housewife Diana, which I'm excited to see. Um, Rinna just kind of generally maybe being the worst again. Um, also Rinna dealing with the death of her mom, which was super sad. Oh, um, mm. but yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good season. Was there any sister stuff? Like does Kim come back? No, right. I don't think Kim is on this season. I, I feel like Kim is in a place where I don't know if she is open to even filming for the show. It feels like, like last season when Kathy came on, everybody was talking about it, but it felt like it was never even on the table that Kim would come mm-hmm. to a party or something. So I don't know. I right. don't know what's happening with that. Right, right, right. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Was there anybody who wasn't invited back? Is Crystal? On? Uh, Yeah, Crystal's on this season. Um, full, Yeah, full cast back full cast. From, from last year plus Diana. So it's a, a, a full house. I'm ex- so excited. Uh, we are mostly talking about Orange County today. I know you have been watching this season and mm-hmm. I am curious to get some of your thoughts because I feel like this uh, Aspen trip has been kind of a weird uh, culmination of a bunch of dynamics that have been happening throughout the season. And mm-hmm. it can sort of, it sort of felt like on this season of OC that there's not that much big drama happening, but suddenly we're in this house in Aspen and it feels like everyone fucking hates each other. Totally. Everyone hates each other. I agree. There's not much that's happened at all. It's almost like I forgot that there was that part of the season when, who's that girl with the hair, with the short Nicole Weiss. Nicole Weiss. (laughs) Are you Nicole Weiss? You sued me. (laughs) 
<laughs> you, you forgot about that, but that we are now reminded of all of that happening because that's what like the big Noella drama with Heather is. Um, it's about that night when she allegedly shoved someone. <laughs> um, do you believe that? Like, what's your take on that? Um, I believe that she pushed like a camera like because uh-huh. there there is that footage where it looks like she kind of is like you know you you put your hand on the camera and kind of direct it away from what's mm-hmm. happening I don't I think the the terminology that came up of her slamming someone into a wall that doesn't sound yeah. like something that Heather would do I don't know it's and it's so weird because Noella has gone back and forth a little bit on what she actually saw versus what she heard. And she says, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I came back down the stairs and it's very confusing kind of even the exact moment that she's describing. Um, So I feel like it's one of those things where we're never going to have an exact answer. So if, if Heather is adamant that it didn't happen and Noella acknowledges that she didn't see it firsthand, it's kind of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Moot. (laughs) Yeah, like the evidence is purely circumstantial. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's so, but the thing, okay, what what are your thoughts on Noella? Because I have been, I have many. (laughs) And in this last episode when she was wailing at the river, (laughs) I I felt so many different things. I felt real, okay, the first time that I felt like they humanized her was when she shared like the part of her divorce where she has to like destroy embryos. Like mm. that to me was really, really sad. And I was like, okay, I can empathize with her a little bit. That to me seems real. And that to me seems sad. And it doesn't seem like, like this drama, like she's really milking, you know, the things that are happening. But then she does this whole crying thing, which was straight out of Lifetime or something. And yeah, the walking down to the river in, you know, (laughs) slow motion with the music and they're cutting in, they're cutting in her confessional where she's like, I really needed this. And it was it. it, I don't want to when I was watching it, I just didn't know how to feel because I don't want to minimize the emotions that she's feeling because Obviously, going through a contentious divorce, she's kind of still dealing with the loss of her father. There's right. a bunch of stuff that's happening, and I'm sure it's a lot, but the the way that she's kind of carrying out this story, it feels extremely like, I'm going to make this a moment. Yes, and, that's what I mean. It's like she's dramatizing the things yeah. that she is not really processing or she thinks this, this is what's going to make good TV, but it's a little bit, it feels transparent. But that said, like Gina can't, Gina's sort of calling it out, Mm -hmm. but she looks like an asshole, right? Yeah. I think everyone in the group, I've talked about this with other guests that it seems like for the first kind of half of the season after Noella found out about her husband leaving her, everybody in the group kind of took a turn being, having a heart to heart with Noella and kind of being the shoulder to cry on. And it's clear to me that all of them took their one turn and don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's it's tough because I don't begrudge Noella having a lot of feelings and needing to let out some of this these emotions, but at the same time, I don't I think that's the problem with being 
a new person cast on the show mm-hmm. when you don't necessarily have any genuine friends in the group that it's like, yeah, Gina doesn't want to spend four months of filming just mm-hmm. solely talking about your divorce. And so I think Gina could be a little more a little more gentle in the way she's getting that point across, but I don't, I understand it, but it is, it does come across a little bit cold when she's like, Oh great. Your divorce is done. Oh, it's done. Oh, congratulate. That sounds like great news. And Noelle's like, that's such a good impression. Noelle's like, yeah, like it's really, it's really, she's like, no, like you got the the final agreement. That's amazing. <laughs> She's about to get caught a check. <laughs> right. Like, I think Gina is being a little uh, tone deaf in that moment where it's like, no, no, no. Noelle is not like, she's not like doing shots to celebrate her divorce being finalized. That's not the vibe. Right. But it, there's also just like confusion. I think also the confusion is the circumstances surrounding the divorce. Right. How he just kind of. She says there was all this love and then she was blindsided. That to me is a big question mark. I think that's the part that feels like, is she genuine? Is she not genuine? Is she really just putting on an act? Are these, you know, like obviously she, like her dad did die. Obviously she has things going on. But what's really happening behind the scenes is the question mark. And I think that's what everybody's struggling to deal yeah. with. And we never saw her pre her husband leaving her. So we mm-hmm. don't have that kind of baseline of like, oh, yeah, they did seem like such a good couple. And now this is a crazy turn of events. Um, and so we, I don't really feel like we can know whether she's a reliable narrator when it comes to talking about the circumstances of her marriage or how her husband treated her before. And then also there's this weird element. I don't, I don't want to get too much into like conspiracy theory territory, but I have seen people talk about online that there's a, people have said that her dad actually died like 10 years ago. And it's unclear to me because it, I don't know for sure whether there's, truth to that but it was like something her dad she said her dad was a weatherman and so people like knew who he was and there was something that said he died in like 2012 but then there were like conflicting (laughs) reports and so like I I mean I don't assuming that her dad died more recently than that Mm -hmm. because I don't know for sure that's understandable but it's like I think this whole season it's just felt like we've never seen Noella in any other state but emotional wreck and it's hard Mm -hmm. to kind of sink your teeth into somebody as a character when it's just like, oh, she could have a breakdown at any second. Any moment. And you can't tell if it's real or not. But can we talk about her um, long leather phone case chain? Oh, my God. She Literally, she's like in the hot tub and this like leather strap is just like... And in the bed, she was in the bed for so long. And then she's in the jacuzzi. And also when she's in the jacuzzi talking to her mom and she's like, I hustled my way into this suite with a jacuzzi. And it's like, hustled your way. You said you, you needed it because your dad died. No, that was the other suite she was trying to hustle. And then she hustled this one by saying she's always the last one to go to bed. Right, Life right, right. the party. Yes. She's like, actually, I'll be up so late. No one else has gone in that jacuzzi yet. Right. It, it is like so funny to see the ways these women manipulate each other to get better rooms. Like um, going back to the... Miami trip to the Hamptons when Lars is like, no, it's my trip. All my jewelry's in here. And Adriana's like, no, but it's two people. We need the biggest room. Ah! It's like, so good. <laughs> Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. How funny was the like edit compilation of uh, Dr. Jen copying yes. everything Heather said? That was wild because I... I have not been a big Dr. Jen fan this season. To me, she's not giving that much. I just, she seems like kind of a floater in the cast, and I don't think she's really found anything to solidify her position. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't picked up on that specific dynamic that she was kind of like a Heather mimic. And that was so wild because when Emily said it, I was like, oh yeah, like I guess she kind of goes along with Heather. And then they played like six different examples. And that is a weird, I feel like those that's one of those weird conversational things where if you spend enough time with somebody, you'll notice their weird little ticks. And it's like, I don't want to be like nitpicky, but why the why do you do that? (laughs) It is so funny. Like when I watched that, I was laughing out loud i was like emily that is so true and the fact that like bravo found all those clips quite easily and quite recently right like (laughs) Like, from the trip (laughs) yeah from just that trip was amazing to me you so you don't like dr jen you're not feeling her i think dr jen is a fine kind of she seems like a very out of the like you just like a housewife Barbie doll that you take out of the box. You know exactly what you're going to get. She is, you know, she looks like a housewife. She talks like a housewife. I don't think she has brought anything that interesting to this season. And I think the dynamic with her and her husband is, you know, the, it's complex, but I, I haven't really started to care very much. And it feels like we're not getting the full story. There's no chance we're getting the full story. Because and there's a lot she, of there's a lot of legal issues there too that they're just not talking about on the show. And she seems like at first she seemed like she what like you said, like the reliable narrator about their marriage. But then slowly things start to unravel and you're like, Do I can I believe you? Okay, I, I wanted to talk about this so you know how I told you like I had to ca- I was caught up on OC right I had to catch up like this last week because and you know when you pause something and you know like 
this is why you turned it off because like you couldn't watch the rest. Uh-huh. I paused it in the episode right before that dinner party where she gets wasted because I saw the previews oh. and I was too scared to watch it. And I was like, I can't get, th- I'm not going to be able to get through this. This is going to be the cringiest thing I've ever seen. And so I did not watch it. And so when you were like, do you want to come? Do you want to come and talk about OC? I was like, I guess I'll watch the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and I like powered it, through it. Oh my God. It, that dinner party was truly skin crawling. So, so uncomfortable. And when you get the Heather Dubrow thing of like, I'm going to introduce you to my actual friends. And then you fuck it up that bad. It's like, oh, sweetheart. <laughs> and then everyone like takes Ryan's side. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> They're like, he's nice. <laughs> I did. Speaking of, we were talking about the editing with the uh, the Jen and Heather thing. I also loved the editing when Noella and Heather were having their uh, chat downstairs. And then we cut back to Gina, Emily, and Shannon talking about the chicken salad and the cracker. <laughs> and for like 10 minutes, they're like, oh my God, it's so good. It's phenomenal. Put it on the cracker. You have to try the cracker. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. You could also, during that conversation, you could tell like, when Heather is strategizing about how she's going to win this argument, like mm-hmm. in any argument that she has, she's sitting there. She's like, okay, how can I be right in this exact moment? She's like, yes, but my family is the most important thing to me. And it just that, and then unraveled. I, I, what did you think of that chat? So I think what she was saying about, like, I sympathize with your shit, but also I'm always going to prioritize my own shit. Mm-hmm. To me, like, that sentiment makes sense. And I don't think there's anything wrong with living your life like that. But I think what Heather has kind of stumbled into this season a few times is that her, it feels a little bit rehearsed, a little bit corny sometimes. Just a little. She, like, back when she and Shannon had their talk and did the pinky promise thing, and she was like, it's not a threat, it's a promise. It's not a threat, mm-hmm. it's a promise. Like, I think she kind of, she, she is like a producer in the way, like a lot of, I mean, a lot of good housewives kind of have that producer brain. Like, I think Tamara was always so good at that, but I think there's a fine line between doing that work in your head and kind of making it a little too obvious with what you're saying. And I think Heather has tipped a little bit too much this season into feeling like she's rehearsed or scripted versus just like, no, I I have you where I want you. And now I'm going to say something that sounds natural. It's like, oh, this sounds like extremely like a prepared statement. I know. I mean, it, it she, she does always kind of seem like, I don't, I don't think, I think this whole season, she seemed a little bit producery. Like even when mm-hmm. like she, when she noticed that thing that Shannon was about to like corner her, she went after everyone. Like even, even like the conversation they showed with Terry and her, like coaching Nicole about what to say, otherwise you're going to be taken back out back. Like that was scary to me. Um, and so the whole time she's been like that, but I think, I think she's getting her groove back because she's been out for so long. I I think because, you know, she she probably came back. She's like, I have to look good. I can't look bad. Right. (laughs) You know, I can't ruin my reputation by coming back. I have to make it better. So I think that's sort of what we're seeing. But she's getting the hang of it, I think, because she's like the her thing, (laughs) the crazy shit she said to Noella about her karma's that your karma's playing out. 
I felt like that was intense, but also then when Noella was telling was telling that story to her friend, she conveniently left out the fact that she brought up Heather's karma first. And so I think Heather kind of took it to a a darker place, but at the same time it's like, no, I mean you said that karma was going to get Heather. Wait, but didn't isn't Heather the one that brought actually brought up the shoving at the dinner? Like Noella didn't bring that up. I think it was I, I she, can't remember. They, they like talked about stuff and then Heather was the one like, oh, well, for example, the shoving. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you want to talk about that? Like I think Heather is the way, one that brought that to light. Yeah. I think in a way Heather knows that Noella is the only one in the group who's really going to give her any pushback. So she, pro- she might have seen that as an opportunity where she could make Noella look bad or look you know, take a chip at her credibility, that kind of thing. Because I feel like none of the women in the group now, none of the women in the group seem interested in like sticking up for Noella against Heather. That's not something. Yeah. And Shannon, I feel like is like, oh, well. Still not doing it. Right. Shannon is like, well, I want to be there for Noella, but also I don't want to piss off Heather because that seems bad. And I want to be liked and I want nice things and I want to stay next season. So yeah, she's like her friendship mistress. Like she's only like being her friend when like no one else is in the room. And and that thing that Gina said about how like Shannon collects the people when they're down so that she can have it, have them, she can remind them of it later was a yeah. very uh, great reminder of Shannon's, you know, journey on the show. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that with both uh, Gina and Emily this season that they don't necessarily need Shannon the way they needed her in past seasons. And Shannon is having trouble with that. I think Shannon is not somebody who necessarily gets close with people that easily. And she has seems to have trouble kind of maintaining those friendships. Obviously, uh, with with Vicky and Tamara, she is no longer on good terms with mm-hmm. them, really. Um, and I think Gina and Emily are sort of the latest version of that. And she clearly has a lot of issues with how Emily kind of handles her business within the group. And I think... It seems like everybody in the group agrees that Emily is a shit stirrer. Emily agrees. Emily, <laughs> like Emily is not denying that. But obviously Heather brings up the idea that it's like, are you a shit stirrer? Are you a truth teller? Because, you know, sometimes it's warranted. Sometimes it's not. I personally feel like the the put a pin in it thing. I I didn't think it was weird that Emily told Gina about that because I feel like Emily and Gina are closer. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, the shit-stirring thing is so obvious. for Like, everybody's aware that it's for the drama of the show. Like, if there was no... If there wasn't one person that wasn't, like, playing both sides, like, then no sides would have anything to say against each other. Like, there, they wouldn't hear about what the other people are saying to about each other. So that there would be no drama. Right. right? There's There's always that unspoken thing where it's like, we can't acknowledge that we're on a show where the point is to create drama. So I have to act hurt about something that you would have been, it would, you would have been doing a bad job at your job of being a housewife. If you didn't tell Gina what I said about her. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. And Shannon used to do that all the time. Like that was Shannon's job before. Oh, please. Shannon is the last person who I would expect to be able to talk shit about somebody else in the group and it not get back to them. Like, come on. (laughs) 
Exactly. I didn't. Did you think that the whole um, gel like that Shannon was trying to compete was real or. I don't think that I don't think that Shannon is jealous of Gina as a person. I think Shannon maybe has complicated feelings about seeing Heather come back into the group and Mm -hmm. her be the other kind of veteran person who they've been through this together before. And Heather clearly did not make it a priority to reconnect with Shannon and be Mm -hmm. besties this time. And so I don't think, I think there's a difference between, I wouldn't say she's jealous of Gina, but I would say maybe she's frustrated that she and Heather aren't clicking better this time. Right. And there's that sense that like, oh, wow, the show doesn't need me anymore. Right. And last season, which was a total train wreck, they had really positioned Shannon as kind of the center of the cast for the first time because they had lost Vicky and Tamara and they, I mean, she was the center orange. What happened last season? It, I mean, it just didn't go well. That was, I mean, Bronwyn was a mess. Kelly Dodd oh, was combusting. Elizabeth Vargas was a total flop. They had the worst. Vargas. Um, they had the worst, like, COVID timing of any franchise. Yeah. And it just, like, I think in a lot of ways, Shannon kind of had her shot as the the tentpole of the franchise. And it didn't mm-hmm. work out. And now it's like, just try to stay on the show as long as you can. Because. Mm-hmm. I could see it moving on without her sooner rather than later. But I don't know. Maybe Tamara will come back and then Shannon will have a whole new storyline. Do you think that she should stay on? Like, do you want to keep watching her? Uh, I don't have. (laughs) I'm like, uh, uh." (laughs) I really don't have strong feelings either way because I'm not a major. I don't really like Shannon that much, but I also think she can be entertaining in the right context. And I do. I do think bringing Tamara back would be exciting. And I think in that case, I would want Shannon to stay because I want to see their relationship. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Know. It'd be exciting to see Tamara back. I don't know. I don't know about the show. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, I like, I like that they added Heather. Yeah. Cause there's like also that like money rich OC element back in. Um, and she's not because everyone else kind of feels like a mess or right? like you said last season everybody's a mess heather has that like has her shit together right. vibe and that kind of makes everything a little bit more less like a like we're watching real world <laughs> you know? right right we want housewives decorum you know decorum, we, we want luxury please. yeah i i don't know i i I'm ready. So next week is the season finale. I'm I'm excited for the reunion. I hope it's good. But also then I'm ready to kind of just like put OC on the shelf for a few months and mm-hmm. not think about it too much. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Heather is going to be back again, though. I would assume so. They have. I, I mean, I, I think it's more. I would be surprised because I, I would guess that they kind of want to continue building the franchise around. Heather and company, you know, maybe bring on a couple of her friends, see how that goes. I don't know. Do you think Noella is going to be back? That I think is a total wild card because I think, I think she's been really entertaining this season. She's given us some kind of wild moments. And so in that sense, I'm like, yeah, like I feel like she kind of earned a second season, but also we don't know what's even happening with her right now. Like now that mm-hmm. her divorce is over, like what is Noella 
up to? Like, I have no clue. I feel like I don't know anything about her as a person who's not in crisis. Right. The thing that she does hold in this cast is the ability to go against Heather. Like that Mm -hmm. part in this episode when she was like, talking to her friend and also both of their lips like talking to each other on FaceTime was hilarious. Um, But when she was like, I, everyone else is afraid of her, which is true. And I'm the one who sees through her, which I don't know if that's true, but she's willing to go against her. But I don't know if she's a strong enough contender. Like, I don't know if she's strong enough of a character to go head to head with Heather because Heather, in my opinion, does not give a shit. Right. And I think that'll be the question about the sort of the overall cast makeup next season. I think a lot of people want them to add more people who aren't just going to be on Team Heather no matter what. But those Mm -hmm. people have to be kind of up to the task. Spring has sprung and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. I know you're watching Top Chef this season. Every season. I was very <laughs> excited to hear that. Um, what are your What are your thoughts this season? Is there anybody that you're loving or uh, maybe not not loving so much? I love the guy who can't taste anything because of COVID. Oh my god! No, he's my enemy. I hate why. Him. <laughs> Because I don't want to hear about it. He keeps talking about how he can't taste, but we haven't gotten any drama because of it. Oh, like, I get because he won't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> right, like that's but my he keeps issue. Winning. I know he won like three challenges in a row, which was really shocking to me. But that's my like. If you come on the show with an obvious like drama outlet, like I want the drama to manifest. Like I want. I, I don't want think that was his plan drama, though. I think I that was know. just a bloop. Shit, this is how am I going to get through this season? Oh, wow. Actually, I'm kind of good. And I'm like intrigued to watch how he literally cannot. But I also wonder if he's playing it up. Like, is that fake? Like, is he just doing that for some screen time? But I thought that was that was like an interesting twist because I can only imagine how difficult that is. <laughs> I know. Don't, it's true. Uh, 
On Top Chef, sometimes, though, they do, like, a blind taste test challenge. Like, that, I think, will be entertaining. <laughs> if he's in it, yeah, he's going to yeah. be like, oh, this is salt. He's like, excuse me, this is flour. <laughs> right. Like, I want him to look like a fool. That's, that's like my main goal. Yeah. Who, who are you loving? Who are you obsessed with? Um, so I really, my, my top chef boyfriend for the season was Sam. So I was really sad when he went home. Um, but I, which one was he, Sam? he was the one who grilled the potatoes. Oh yes. He was so joyful. It was really tragic. Uh, <laughs> who, who's, um, who's replaced him? I don't know. I'm really liking, um, I like Joe a lot. I like, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm more, this is probably bad, but I've been more focused on the people who I don't like. That's just where <laughs> I've been like channeling, channeling my energy. So who's your enemy? Um, so the first person who went home North, uh, or second person, actually, uh, Stephanie, the one who was from North Dakota, I really, she was my immediate least fave. Yeah. <laughs> and now I've not been loving Monique, who is, um, which one's know. Monique? She, I'm, I'm uh, bad at she has names. Like a, I know, I know. The names are hard. What did she, she make last? Like, the Milfoy? She has like a, the Milfoy. Yeah, she has a pastry company or something. Yes, I'm yes. I'm just not, not vibing with her. She she rolls her R's like Kourtney Kardashian. Yes, yes. And you're good at that too with the grapes. <laughs> the grapes. Um, <laughs> I just like Top Chef is such a... I don't even know the word. Like, it's not a guilty pleasure. It's just like a pleasure. It's such a it pleasure. It is a pure pleasure. But I don't watch any of the spinoffs, like how they're trying to push family style. Yeah. Do I've you? Never, I've never I, really... I feel like with Bravo, it's like I I have to watch so much that the stuff that I don't have to watch, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love Top Chef. I love... what I'm trying to understand, like, what is it? What is the secret sauce, no pun intended, about the show that makes it so if such a feel-good show? Like, even though you kind of can predict what's about yeah. to happen, I can't stop watching it. Is it the preparation of the food? Is it the I, like? I think so. I think part of it is that the people are genuinely extremely skilled at what they do. It's not like some people who like to cook. Mm -hmm. It's they're real chefs. I think they do a really great job of casting the show and of planning the challenges and all of the different guests that they have on like it's it's extremely diverse it's extremely there's a, so much variety in the types of challenges and the types mm -hmm. of cuisines that they're highlighting but also I really think for whatever reason it works so well that they don't really they all get along there's yeah. so rarely like conflict between the contestants and you and don't want conflict Right, like if I'm watching like Survivor or some some other competition show, I want I want drama. But mm -hmm. on Top Chef, it's like it's a feel good show, right? And everybody's there to support each other. And also, for the most part, these people have careers already, so it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like this is like your one shot at being getting yeah. to cook food. True, you're, and I I always think about the cast and like. The diversity and just these like people that you would never see on your screen, just kind of like random ex experienced chef from Boulder, Colorado, and it has this like interesting life story is on my screen. And I'm like watching the way in which they think about food and how they like prepare some. It's just that and has this chance at becoming really famous. Yeah. And becoming a judge in every season to come. <laughs> it just I love that. 
I loved last season during the pandemic, and then they've kept it going a little bit, bringing back all the past contestants as guest judges and kind of like incorporating that is so fun because it's just like, it's like, oh, hey, like her. Yeah, and they get it because they were there. They understand it. So they have like a lot of empathy. Um, And obviously the judge, the judges, like it's just a, it's a good like uh, equation, you know, like it's a great formula they have. I remember Padma. Yeah. Gail. 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 Gail is great. I hadn't really watched Top Chef until a few years ago. And so I just knew, I knew who Padma was. And I was like, oh, she's like a, a pretty lady who hosts the cooking show. And I didn't really, like, she's like a uh, a chef who has written cookbooks and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, she's like extremely legit. And she is badass. She is so intimidating, I think, like to everyone. Yes. <laughs> And she she just like, when she walks, you're just like, oh my God, I must respect this woman. (laughs) She, she's just like, I don't, she has this air about her. That's, I, I, it's just elegant. No, it's just, she just seems so cool. And I just, uh, I I like her a lot. And Tom is obviously great. I forget that she, that Padma is like technically a Bravo celebrity because she just seems like she lives in a different. In a different world, like a different universe. Like she's like in the <laughs> like, like the Bravo. What is it called? What was it, the Bravo? Um, Bravo Cinematic Universe. Cinematic Universe. I like. I like. We can't have like Padma Lakshmi and James Kennedy in the same category. Like I. <laughs> they can't <laughs> meet. If Padma had to make small talk with Jax Taylor, I think the world would explode. Even even Padma and like Lisa Vanderpump would confuse the shit out of me. Like my brain might implode. Right, like Lisa Vanderpump would be like, you know, I've actually done 27 bars and restaurants. And Pat was like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> like, I haven't been to one. <laughs> She's like, no, I heard the food at Sir is awful. <laughs> I do not want to go cheese ball. Oh my God. Uh, this has been so fun, Aileen. I'm so glad you could finally make it on the podcast. Yeah, apparently I've been here in all my other lifetimes. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to come back. Hope you'll have me. I will have you anytime. Uh, tell everyone like what your other podcast gigs are because I know you're doing a lot of stuff. Who has another hour? Um, <laughs> I host our Diet Starts Tomorrow podcast for anybody who's into like wellness, balanced lifestyle or unbalanced lifestyle, very messy, whatever. We talk about nutrition, fitness, all of the all of the things. And I host, sorry, and I co-host Betcha's Moms podcast for any new moms or just mom curious people or you don't have to be a new mom. You can just be a mom. Like I'm about to, after this, I'm about to go record uh, an episode talking about solid foods, like very different topics. Although food is a continuous conversation. <laughs> um and I also co-host our At Betches podcast. <laughs> and that, and I just recorded that right before this. <laughs> so that's all pop culture, everything happening with celebrities. We touch on some TV shows. We stopped talking about Bravo because we're like, that's for here. We don't want to, you know, <laughs> step on your toes, Dylan. Never, never enough Bravo conversation. Never, literally never. And I think that's it for now. You know, Perfect. Know. Well, While you're checking out those podcasts, don't forget to rate, review, and follow this show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. 
Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.